So I had the opportunity to interview two amazing women, powerful, powerful women entrepreneurs who started their own medical cannabis line specifically for women. So in this episode, we are going to dive into different health benefits of medical cannabis. Now, disclaimer, I realize that this is a controversial subject. I get it that it may not be legal in your state at all for medical or recreational use. And they are still trying to get into different states with their product line. But I think in listening to it, keep an open mind and just realize that there's a potential down the road when things start to change in our country, that this could be a viable purposeful product to change your life. So in recording this, I understand that some of my listeners might be completely against the use of cannabis, the use of medical cannabis for any, any, any purpose. I get it. But if you would just listen with an open mind, I think that you will learn a few things. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So disclaimer for me, I am not saying that I lean one way or another. I do believe in my heart of hearts that there is a medicinal use And when used properly, as these women will talk about, when you are guided, when you are educated, it can be used to affect health in a positive way without getting into the, you know, the, I guess the stereotype that you think everybody is using cannabis to get high and use it as a psychedelic and let's go back to our hippie days and woo, okay, man. Yeah, some people are using it for that, but others are really using it for medical purposes and they are not experiencing the psychedelic effects. They're experiencing the powerful health effects of using medical cannabis. So listen with an open mind. Do not put me in a box thinking, well, I'm not going to listen to her anymore. She believes in medical cannabis. Listen to this with an open mind. That's all I beg of you. And... Ask me questions if you have any. Okay, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Thyroid Fix Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I have two incredibly special guests on that I am so excited to have on. I cannot wait to introduce them to you. So I will give you their formal introductions first, and then I will let them take over and tell you their story 
Ladies, you need to tune in and listen. We're going to deep dive into all those little medical conditions that we always talk about on here. So to start out, Gina Dubay is a serial entrepreneur and venture capitalist with a proven track record of growing successful businesses in emerging industries. Currently, she serves as the managing director and co-founder of Greenhouse Wellness, an award-winning dispensary in Maryland. Blissiva, which we're going to give you the link in the show notes to all everything that we talk about today. Blissiva, a female-focused cannabis line and co-founder of Therapearl, a revolutionary hot and cold compress. Her work with Therapearl led the company to rank on the Inc. 5000 list, and she received accolades including Forbes magazine, Women Who Built Outstanding Companies. I am humbled in the presence of such an amazing entrepreneur. So thank you for being on, Gina. And then we have Dr. Leslie Apgar, who's a board-certified OBGYN with over 20 years of experience, looking beautiful after 20 years of working with patients in direct patient care. She has a passion for helping patients find ease and health through quality medical cannabis and natural medicine which we talk about on here all the time. She is also the co-founder and medical director of Greenhouse Wellness, a medical cannabis dispensary, as well as co-founder of Blissiva, a female-focused cannabis line. Dr. Apgar is also the founder of Pura Vida, a Maryland-based cosmetic spa and laser center, which continues to thrive well into its 12th year of operation. I may have to come out and get some Laser and injectables done with you, Dr. Leslie. So welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for being on today. I can't wait to talk about all this. So please start off by just telling us your story. How did you two come together to develop a company, to develop Placebo? Okay, well, it actually started when I moved into Gina's neighborhood. Backdoor neighbors. Exactly, back in 2002. And she, of course, did what neighbors do. I don't know what neighbors do this, but she baked me a pie and brought me a pie. And so I said, well, this is obviously somebody that I need to get to know better. (laughs) And we just um, have absolutely nothing in common. She's from West Virginia. I'm from Seattle. She grew up in a completely different um, path than I did. And so now, of course, we're best friends. Engineer, doctor, (laughs) you know. Gina likes to say that something is a one or a zero, and she likes boxes and things go into there. And as as a physician, you know that there's a lot of gray in our world. I hate that. She doesn't like that. I hate that. So we were given an opportunity to bid for a medical cannabis dispensary back in 2015. One of my patients in an offhand manner had said, Hey, Dr. Apgar, you're from the West coast. You're very open-minded. We know that you like to practice holistic medicine. Would you be interested in bidding on paper to be our medical director for this big company that we want to do in Maryland? One thing led to another and we ended up having some discussions with some of their um, people out on on the West coast. And Mm -hmm. let's just say we were mansplained (laughs) too, and it didn't work out. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out. And so Gina and I just sort of put it out of our mind, or at least I did. What happened was that I walked in my front door and Gina was already calling me and saying, hey, Les, I pulled up the um, the requirements. The yeah, I pulled up the RFP and it looks like it's 20 hours of work. Let's just do it ourselves. And at that moment, I had absolute sheer terror in my heart because here I was about ready to say yes to something that was illegal, something that I would be ostracized for in my traditional medical community, something potentially my um, bank accounts might be seized, et cetera, et cetera. 
And so, of course, I said, sure, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. So we opened up in 2016 and took us a, a, is that true? Took us, yeah, 2016? 2017. 2017. We, oh, we, we applied in 2015. We yeah. won in 2016. We opened in 2017. And then we noticed that there was absolutely nothing for women. None, no products were designed for women or attractive toward women. And we don't like that. No. We got Hootie Tang, G-Spot. And a couple AK forty seven things that I was horrified to right. even say. Yeah, and the experience of it wasn't right either because we're trying to take a, a natural healing method and make it more palatable and approachable for our average patient who's sixty two. And yeah. so, really, they didn't want to smoke the flower, and you know, they wanted it. Yeah. We wanted like clean easy, accessible options that were discreet. And dosable. Right. Reproducible so that you knew what you're going to get each time. So for any of you who perhaps have overindulged in a brownie or two and have known what happens, we wanted to avoid that kind of a thing. And that's how Blaceva was born. Blaceva, we named it Blaceva two reasons. One, sativa is uplifting as far as strains of cannabis. And then also as a nod to anandamide, which was the very first endocannabinoid discovered. And that name is from the Sanskrit word supreme joy, ananda. So we really love love that. I mean, who doesn't want to live a life that's full of supreme joy and uplifting? Uh, So that's that's what placebo means. And it's been really successful. We also find that with our female patients, they want a level of discretion. They want to be able to medicate discreetly during the day Mm -hmm. in a reproducible manner that doesn't leave them impaired. They still have children. They still have work. They still have things to do. And so Blaceva's goal was that of balance. It really wasn't to make you feel out of control, but rather like a deep exhale or a glass of wine, but a very reproducible effect. Right, exactly. It's like whatever those ladies on the soccer field are drinking out of their Starbucks cup, it ain't coffee, right? (laughs) So this is a healthier option than wine or vodka or whatever it is that's in there. And, And we are very mindful of health. Cannabis is not a panacea. It is one tool in your toolbox to achieve wellness and balance and health. And we really were very mindful about putting together compounds in our line that were um, appropriate for that end. So for example, the balance pen is truly for balance. It's 50-50 CBD THC. Okay. Have yep. super- I was just going to ask you about that to, to tell the tell the listeners the difference when you say about the the cannabinoids and we say cannabis, I think they're automatically thinking THC or they're automatically thinking CBD. So if you could explain the two so they can understand that and then how you blend them. The balance line is 50-50, comes in a variety of flavors and scents, so it's very discreet. We have a line for healing called Soothe and it is three to one THC to CBD because it's going to give you relief from perimenopause, um, endometriosis, chronic pelvic pain, like chronic painful conditions that people, arthritis, things like that. People want to medicate with higher levels of THC to con- to go after the pain, but they don't want to be then put to sleep that right. THC can also do. So this is mindfully created and crafted in a way that keeps your brain active and alert and functional. And that's been obviously very well received. So we're very lucky. But yes, the word cannabis is very confusing. Cannabis in its original state was a high CBD plant. 
but we've bastardized it because of the war on drugs and because it's been you know classified as a schedule one drug since 1970. So we have, unfortunately, humans have created a monster with higher and higher THC levels in cannabis to the point where it's just, it's absurd. It's like going to the liquor store, you're going to make a nice salmon on the grill. You want to pick up a nice Pinot Noir that's going to really bring out all the flavors. And you go to the liquor store and you bring home Everclear. Like, what is the point? I mean, like you have completely, like people just need to be educated. And unfortunately, what we have found in this industry is that it's very much a recreational industry that's masquerading as a medical one. I mean, they're they're playing whatever games they have to do to enter a medical market with the intention of pretty soon it'll be wreck and we can just do whatever we want. But that's really missing the opportunities. And Gina and I are stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. Just a little. Just a little. And so we're really trying to change people's minds and really educate. And that's CBD is the most magical part of the plant. So we love CBD. And you need just a little bit of THC to get the job done. And then there's all kinds of other cannabinoids. THCV is a wonderful cannabinoid that has been linked to obesity treatment and diabetes management and weight loss. Hello, ladies. So that's a huge one. And then there's something called terpenes and flavonoids and terpenoids, which are things that give the plant its color and its taste and its smells. And those are things that we've all been ingesting our entire lives, like beta-caryophyllene is in. Uh, pepper and limonene is in lemons and citrus fruits and uh, linalool is in lavender, lavender, right? So these all have actually effects on our bodies and they actually affect our receptors in our bodies, which is really fun. And so that's why we're putting the compounds that we're putting into our placebo line because we're trying to direct a certain effect. Okay. That's so interesting. There's so much to learn here. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. I had no idea. Right. So, so many people, and, and I'm in complete agreement with you. I think cannabis gets a bad rap because states are going for rec. I know here in Pennsylvania, our governor is pushing for rec, which I'm, I'm fine with it going rec you know, nationwide, just so people can have access to it who need it, who maybe can't get a medical card or whose state hasn't even gone you know, medical licensing yet. So I'm in total agreement with you that it's getting this bad reputation in the eyes of so many of, well, people want to just use it to get high. No, it has heaps and and loads and tons of medical research on it of how it can be so beneficial. So Leslie, how have you, I'm going to ask you, um, being an OBGYN, how have you seen cannabis, and maybe you get into the specific lines, the strains, I don't know, how has it helped like my listeners with, you mentioned weight loss, balancing hormones, hypothyroidism, mood, you know, depression and anxiety. What do you see there? Uh, all of the above, my dear, all of the above. My friend over here to my left has lost what, 40? Almost 40 pounds. 40 pounds. Now, Trying our own product. Right. So I will tell <laughs> you that the bottom line is that cannabis creates homeostasis or balance in our bodies, Right. And the most important thing that we can do is have balance. So cannabis, if something's too low, it helps to raise it up. If something's too high, it helps to lower it down. It creates homeostasis, which is a very complicated term in endocrinology. So what I'm finding is that it doesn't really matter what's wrong with you. (laughs) Cannabis is going to help normalize that for you. 
Obviously, with the pandemic, we saw a huge surge of patients who are treating anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, sleeplessness, and they go hand in hand. And so it's been a lifesaver because it's a hell of a lot healthier than alcohol. And we know that alcohol sales are also up with the pandemic. And, you know, we don't. We don't love that. Um, I certainly understand that patients need to medicate themselves to get through the days and nights because this is unprecedented and we're all just trying to do the best we can. But cannabis is a lot safer. You can't overdose. You can't die from cannabis, but you certainly can and do from tobacco and alcohol, which, by the way, if those were scheduled today, those would both be Schedule One drugs. Mm-hmm. And so it's really... Um, entertaining to look at the history of how things are scheduled or not. And cannabis has actually the components of cannabis are available in front in the pharmaceutical world. Mm -hmm. There's synthetic THC and there's natural CBD now that is sold for certain medical conditions. Epidiolex is a schedule four that's CBD Mm -hmm. and synthetic THC is a schedule three. Like, what are you talking about? Why is cannabis still a schedule one? It's just insane. Yeah, it's just big pharma. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of reasons. We can, we can talk a lot about we that. We can go down a rabbit hole there. Can, yeah. Certainly. So it turns out that for anybody that has an inflammatory condition, whether it's endometriosis or it's um, premenstrual syndrome or what used to be called PMS, it's now PMDD. If you have um, perimenopausal symptoms or menopausal symptoms uh, with the anxiety and the hot flashes and all of that, Yes. Cannabis. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. Cannabis can help. And we have just seen patients whose lives have been forever changed by the addition of a little bit of cannabis. We also see people who have been using cannabis to medicate without realizing that's what they've been doing. Yeah. They were using it recreationally. Okay. ADD, PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. There's story in our book about a gentleman and I know that I'm the physician and I've been trained to act with patients a certain way but I we learn in med school ask three times what's wrong with somebody and if they're not really giving you the answer give them three opportunities to be truthful with you so that you can do your best for them so I asked him once hey what are you treating so I can pick out some things for you and this guy who was the epitome of what a stoner would be if you could draw or take a picture of such a picture. And um, then just give me whatever has the highest THC. And I'm like, okay, well, I have these options for you, but really it would help me if I knew what condition we were treating because then I could help direct traffic. Well, just give me whatever. And I don't know what happened, but the third time I asked the questions, he got a little irritated. And then all of a sudden he was like, I was in a rock. Okay. And his eyes filled up with tears. And then I'm like, Oh, I know what you got. You got PTSD. Okay, good. Now I know what we can do. Let's go over here. And this is the stuff that's going to actually treat you without causing anxiety, because certainly with your PTSD, you don't need more anxiety. And those strains with the high THC, were certainly going to lead you down a path toward higher anxiety. So we did the right thing for this gentleman, but here's an example of somebody who absolutely legitimately was using cannabis to treat a medical problem, but hadn't really put two and two together or hadn't allowed himself to do that. Right. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay, so let's say I have a patient and really wants to start using your product, but technically she can't, right? Unless she has a medical card until it goes rec for the United States. Am I correct in saying that or clarify that for me? 
from a medical perspective, each state legislates its own. So okay. you must have a medical card and be in a state that has a medical program. Okay. And we believe with the upcoming legislation and the goals this year that it probably will go recreational state by state again. We doubt that we're going to see a universal United States decision. At least not for another five years or so, probably. But yeah, it's yeah. it's taking its sweet time. Well, it is. in 36 states right now, there is some form of medical program or recreational program. There's really only seven states that have absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. So we're winning in stages, but it's not going to be across the country, which is hard because we have patients on the PA line, on the Delaware line, and they can't cross. We can't take them as patients. We have different products than are in Pennsylvania. So it's difficult to send a patient and be consistent with doses. Patients call us from all over the world and they're like, how do I get placebo here? And I'm like, well, yeah. Let's be patient. We'll get there someday, but it's, we hope. Yeah. So you can, if, if your line is picked up, let's say by a, a PA medical dispensary, then patients can go into the medical dispensary with their card and get placebo. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Got it. So how many states are you in right now? We're in one. Okay. Um, the plans to expand. <laughs> the company that we were with were, was supposed to take us into 11 but they got sidetracked. So we are finding a new partner now to extend that reach. But we're grateful because it allowed us that first year to finish all the formulations, to finish all the packaging. And now we're ready to roll out the THCV line and a couple of other things. Yeah. And then the sex line, of course, we want to talk about smolder. That's all people want to talk about. Sex. Ah. Being being an OBGYN, Amy, everybody wanted to talk to me about their sex life. And uh, the patient would come in for their annual. Any problems, any questions? No, but my husband wants me to ask you for some pills, so I'll have sex with him. And I'd be like, ha, 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 that pill is actually called your brain. Let's talk about all the things that a woman's brain does, and let's talk about how it's different than the male brain. Let's talk about the, talk about the sexual response cycle of men versus women. Mm-hmm. Please do not think that you're ever going to have a straight male line sexual response cycle. That's not the way women work. You mean right. the light switch? The light switch. Yeah. 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 It doesn't work that way. And uh, now with Smolder, we will actually have a situation where women will actually be able to ingest some cannabis and actually feel like having sex with their husbands. And then when they do, it'll feel better because we'll also have a second part to that um, application that will go into the vagina, which has a wonderful absorption and which we're very used to using as a resource to um, get uh, medicine into the bloodstream right away. Mm -hmm. And you know, so anybody who's ever used cannabis and then also had sex understands that it does something very unique, especially to women. There are some studies that are actually out now in humans instead of just in the rodent model, which is always lovely. And Greenhouse actually participated in a study out of um, Stanford where men and women were queried about their cannabis use and then their sexual experiences. And it turns out that the more cannabis people ingest, the more sex they're having and the better sex they're having. And it doesn't matter how you take the cannabis, whether you smoke it or vape it or eat it or rub it into the body or whatever. And it doesn't matter the strain. So it's been some interesting data, but yeah, most patients want to talk. In fact, I'm doing a talk later tonight on crazy, um, sexy, cannabis. Crazy, sexy cannabis. <laughs> yes. That's so great. It's it's a whole podcast in and of itself. 
I see low libido so often. And actually, I'm going to be a, a guest on another podcast tomorrow talking about low libido in terms of you know hypothyroidism, low testosterone, low DHEA, the brain. Yes, absolutely. How women feel about themselves, that light switch phenomenon that men think is just, you know, okay, honey, it's time to go. So, but that's interesting that there is actually is a solution because men have their Viagra. Women don't have anything until now. Right. 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 Yeah. So we're delighted to be able to give women some more empowerment and help them take better charge of their lives and, you know, be happier in general. Sex is good for you. You're supposed to have a little bit of sex, right? So absolutely. Yeah. It it reduces pain and improves your neurotransmitters. Right. Many, many benefits. Improves the immune system, which right now, yes, we want we all could use right now. Yeah. And you, you know, it's, it's actually very interesting because um, COVID has been a very much a head scratcher for a lot of people. And um, I have to make fun of myself a little bit. I was a zoology major, so this is not necessarily that far off from me. I actually studied zoonotic diseases. I studied parasitology. I, I had a very strange background that I knew, unfortunately, very early on what this pandemic was going to mean and, and what COVID was. And I was it was really hard for me to put COVID into a box and understand the devastation that it was causing in the human body. And I kept telling Gina, you know, this isn't right. This isn't, this isn't viruses don't behave this way. Like this is just like a real problem. Like, so I have been obsessed, I think perhaps um, yeah, with trying to get as much data as I can um, from all the different disciplines. I'm on a lot, a lot of doc- different doctors boards everywhere and we compile our data and we share stories and we're trying to come up with what's going on. And funny enough, cannabis keeps kind of coming up as obviously we know that it has bactericidal and viricidal and um, it's great at repelling insects and all the things that it does. It turns out that there may be something to cannabis as far as strengthening the immune system such that there is some resistance to COVID and also as potentially treatment. That's that's a fairly bold statement. Please do not understand. I'm not saying that that is a fact, but there's right. certainly studies. There's certainly some tidbits yes. coming out that are suggestive of that. And as in much of cannabis medicine, we are about ready to have an absolute waterfall of a deluge of studies coming from Israel and Canada, uh, where their programs have been up and running for longer than in the longer. United States, and they don't have the same prohibition as far as right. the federal government, you know, disallowing studies. So I uh, am on some panels with some experts in Canada, and their information on COVID and cannabis. I mean, my eyes about came out of my head. So I'm very excited for that these studies to be published now. But yeah, it's it's a really good time to have options as far as being in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're we're excited to see what comes down the pike. That is amazing. Now, what about what if people, because I know people are, are listening, kind of crying right now, like, but I don't have a medical card. So what about just using CBD or does that not quite cut it in terms of pairing up with the studies that you're seeing? And do you all have, do you have just a CBD line for the people that don't have a card, can't make it to your dispensary? So we're going to, and it is really, really smart for people who want to get into this arena, but don't quite either have the resources or don't live in a COVID friendly or a, right. sorry, don't live in a <laughs> cannabis friendly, cannabis friendly state to start with CBD, but you have to do your research because CBD is sold at gas stations oh. and 
like on the side of the road and it's just awful. So you really need to understand what you're getting with CBD. There are certain companies that are reputable and I'm not going to necessarily shout them out, but what I will tell the listeners is that you need to do your due diligence and you need to look for something called a certificate of analysis or a COA. And that is often something that you can scan with your smartphone and it will pull up a uh, compilation of all the testing that was done on that actual product. Because there are a lot of people, my husband included, who gets tested randomly for drugs. Anybody who's in this DC beltway knows that the feds are very happy to test you. CBD very well may have some THC in there if you're not getting it from a reputable company. Right. All the hemp stuff can still have. Hemp and cannabis are the same. It's just by designation, hemp is something that has less than 0.3% of THC in it. And they're talking about rescheduling hemp to um, 1.0. So we'll see how that happens. But it's going to become more and more interesting in the D.C. metro area where the feds have a very large workforce. Yeah. I mean, they're told right now to avoid CBD and... Like it's hard. Now we do have options. There are lots of brands that you can purchase right. that say there is 0.0000 THC in there. And that's what I would recommend for anybody who's getting drug tested. But yes, there are some really good companies out there with a certificate of analysis so that patients can medicate themselves safely at home. Okay. That's wonderful. Thank you for that. Because you're right. I didn't even think about the drug testing as well. And that's unfortunate because then that really limits the health benefits that someone can obtain because they're too scared about testing positive from a CBD product. So one of our favorite products is 10 to one CBD to THC, just to kind of start that normalization in the body. It does Mm -hmm. take a lot, but it works the best when combined. You know, it's interesting, Amy, I've been taking that product that she's talking about. We have a few different, but I know which one she's actually referring to. I've been taking it faithfully for over a year. And for me, that says something. Doctors are the worst patients in the world. (laughs) Completely non-compliant won't happen to me, right? So I've been doing that very, very faithfully. And I had blood work done the other day. And for the first time in my 52 years, I actually have normal inflammatory markers. There's just absolutely, like it's never happened to me before that my inflammatory markers are normal. I mean, since I was 20, I've had elevated inflammatory markers. So there's something to this. Um, First, you have to be compliant and actually take the medicine. Mm -hmm. And two, you have to be patient because cannabis medicine is not a quick fix. If I correct your thyroid and I start giving you thyroid replacement, you're going to feel better pretty quickly. If you're menopausal, I can get you to sleep in three days by adding some hormones into your system. You're going to feel better right away. But cannabis sneaks up on you. You don't really even notice it's working until you realize, huh, I don't have that stomach pain anymore. You know, Gina was just sort of like melting out of her clothes. I was like, what is going on? You need to go buy some smaller clothes and you didn't realize it was happening. Mm -hmm. It just sort of snuck up on you. And then at some point you actually got on the scale. And I swear it was the inflammation, right? Oh yeah. Yep. So the inflammation, it's going to improve everything. It's the gut, the gut, the gut, the gut. Yeah. It's the Mm -hmm. horrible, (laughs) horrible gut, but yes. Yeah. So Leslie, let me ask you this because in the, in the OBGYN world too, 
we see a lot of estrogen dominance. Now I have heard, and that's why I'm asking you directly, I've heard that THC, and this might just be in smoking it, can raise estrogen levels in men and women. Is there some truth to that? Is there science behind it? It it turns out that anandamide follows estradiol levels. So as you approach ovulation, your estradiol level goes up to its peak. And right at ovulation, your anandamide or your natural, your endocannabinoid anandamide is going to be the highest right there. And it also turns out that the female reproductive system has the very most amount of these receptors and also of the anandamide and the 2-AG, which are the two most predominant um, endocannabinoids. But it's not fair statement to say that if I take THC, my um, my um, estradiol level is going to go up. I know that when we were kids, there was all of the um, stories about guys smoking weed and they were going to grow breasts and all of this kind of stuff, but we haven't really seen that come out in any studies. So it's a great question. I just think it's absolutely fascinating when I think about all the pathology that I've taken care of over the years, the people with PMDD who are just despondent before their period starts. But what happens before your period starts, you have no estrogen happening. And if you have no estrogen happening, then you have no anandamide happening. You have none of that runner's high. That's what the runner's high is, by the way, anandamide. You know, okay. that's your normal endorphin, right? Your your feel-good hormone. So isn't it interesting? All of these times with my patients that I was medicating them with SSRIs or horrible other options, what what a different world it might have made if I had to just had a little bit of right. 10 to 1 CBD to THC. What else have I dealt with? Uh, recurrent losses, miscarriages, uh, preterm labor, all these things. It turns out there's a dysfunction of our own endocannabinoid system where things are either working too much or not enough. So it is absolutely fascinating. And I can't wait to see some of the non-rodent studies coming out, which would be amazing to then be able to use for our own patients. Are we starting to see that more and more like actual clinical trials? Yes. Starting, we need to get cannabis off the schedule one because it's not even legal to do studies, research here Mm -hmm. in the United States. When it goes from schedule one to schedule two, we're going to see all kinds of data. Yeah. And that's what we would like to see is yeah. hardcore data. Yeah. I mean, we have to be careful about making the statements that we make about effect, cause and effect, because we're right. really not allowed to do that unless there's a study that proves it. Mm-hmm. The bottom line, though, and what we've actually said in our book is how many anecdotal experiences do we have to have right. before we understand that there is, in fact, a cause and effect? I mean, it's absurd how many patients that we have taken care of that have gotten better in front of our eyes time and time and time again. So it's coming. It's just not coming on the schedule that we would prefer. (laughs) I think anecdotal and case studies are way better than the randomized clinical trials because we all know in the RTC, there's bias, there's they're pulling the out, throwing out the outliers, and they're making the the, the results show what they want them to show. Exactly. Whereas when you have anecdotal, you say, "Well, I worked with this person, and this is what happened, and this is the outcome." Period. Well, like patient number one from for us waited and waited until we could open, and she got herself off of opioids. She was in the Afghan War, yeah. off of opioids three months, and she, she was on a she was on she was on a fentanyl pump. Are you kidding me? She was on a fentanyl pump. I'd never heard of it. Wow. A fentanyl pump. And she was on morphine, 30 milligrams. 
And she would take it. I don't even know how many times she took the the 30 milligram tablets a day, like six times a day. I mean, she was on enough to kill every single one of us in this building. I mean, it was ridiculous. I had never seen such a thing. She had hardware in her back shoes and a Humvee accident and in terrible, terrible pain. And she, with the help of cannabis, got off opioids in three months. And she's a new person. She comes in all smiley and happy, gives us big hugs. And like, she's got her life back. And now she's backed off of cannabis yeah, too. She so even, she's yeah, it's not like clear. she, it's not like she traded one for another. Right. That's what that people was always a concern. Say. Right. But it's not right. that we also have patients that are off of their benzos. We have patients yep. that have actually gotten off their thyroid medicine. Ladies, we have um, just uh, people whose weight is normalized people who get back into the workforce, people who lose their walkers or their canes. What always strikes me are the Parkinson's patients, just the tiniest little bit of THC. And they go from this to still, and they can drink their coffee, read their Kindle, all the little things we take for granted that now they can do. Mm -hmm. So it's fabulous. It's giving me chills. Yeah. It is. It's true, Amy. It's the most impactful medicine I've ever practiced. I never expected this to come out of this experience. I mean, Gina and I were certainly taking a sharp right turn here with our careers, but I never expected that this would be more powerful than delivering babies. I mean, like I have been so humbled and so lucky in my career to have had such intimate moments with my patients over their um, course of their lives, you know, bringing new life into the world, going through a divorce, maybe a new husband, then taking care of the kids that I delivered. Um, it's, it's humbling. And yet cannabis brings me to my knees, what it has done for our patients. It's just remarkable. Now you're changing the lives of a lot of people. So that's pretty impactful, I would say. Definitely. Definitely. Well, ladies, can you tell the listeners where can they find you, your book? Um, How can they get your line? I guess if they're not in Maryland right now, do we have to wait until you come out with your CBD line or tell us more? Ask your local dispensary to give us a call. Okay. With a manufacturer in your state, we can manufacture. Um, If you want to peek at our book, it's called High Heels, H-E-A-L-S, because we really think that cannabis helps with healing. Mm -hmm. You can find that at all the major booksellers and Audible. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. And then uh, also on our website, it's it's highheels.biz. There's a lot of the press that we've done. We were fortunate enough to be on the Today Show. So that was hysterical and so much fun um, to talk to um, the the, the everybody behind the scenes, they all thought, they all that, had questions. well, they all yeah. thought that we were bringing samples with us, which was pretty funny, um, which we were which not, we did not, which we did not, but um, it's been really entertaining. And so I think there's a lot of education available. The book has a little bit in the back of kind of made for dummies or like ridiculous, made ridiculously simple because this yeah. is a new language for us. In medical school, there was no such thing as the endocannabinoid system and all of these really long, horrible words they're difficult. And so people need to start educating themselves because their own physicians may not know the information yet. I am a little passive aggressive, I guess I would say. And so I I tell my patients to make sure that they tell their physicians what they're doing and how much better they are. And as much negativity as we got from the physicians initially, 
they're now coming to us as patients and they're sending us their patients and they're sending us their loved ones. So it is, is a compliment. It's a compliment, but also I think what's happening is that people are getting educated. So for the listeners, you have to educate yourself first because your physicians may not know yet. Um, I had to go and learn it all myself. I was way graduated in private practice for years and years before any of this stuff was discovered. But it's the information is out there. You just have to search for it a little bit. And honestly, after talking to you both, you need to get nationwide. Like we, we need you. We need you here. I mean, I'm just thinking of one last story I'll share with you because I'm sure you can relate. A friend of mine's mother trying to get off opioids here in PA, well, at least in, in Erie. I'm not sure about the other major cities, Pittsburgh, uh, Philly, but they don't have the education and they don't have the ease. So she didn't know, and you'll understand this lingo more than I will. If you're coming off X amount of opioids, how much of the tincture, because she didn't want to smoke it, how much of the tincture does she use? And there was no education and no help. And she was just confused. And they're trying to do the math with her son. And it was a mess. So we, we, we need you here. Tell her to email me at Leslie at Greenhouse Wellness, and I will help her with that. I'm actually giving a lecture on the 17th on exactly that point on how to do it. Uh, yes, education is key. And it's it's really what makes Gina and I so different that we are bucking the system and have insisted that our dispensary runs as almost like a residency program where the medical director has trained all of the staff to be like the chief residents and the, um, you know, the senior residents so that now I don't need to be there and they're smarter than I am. And if they need me, we've got nurses or they, they can always get me, but my patients can get me right on my email. And it's pretty rewarding to be able to be told that we're wrong constantly. We're constantly told we're wrong. And yet, funny enough, it's working. Yeah. We're so good. Yeah, it's working. That's amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you both so much for your time and your expertise and your education. We will put everything that we talked about in the show notes so people can find you. And hopefully I can have you back on when everybody can find Lasiva in every dispensary wherever they are in any state in any city so that would be fantastic but the, the knowledge that you shared is is just amazing and and so beneficial and thanks for all that you do all the good work that you're sharing and all the facts that's important yeah for all of we're, us. we're our major purpose by being here is to really empower women and we're just delighted to have another powerhouse in you so thank you you're quite welcome Well, thank you, ladies, once again, and we will put all of your contact information for everybody to find you. Perfect. Thank you.